We are the E to the page, Japan land the punch. Out of mind, feel boom pow. We got the stuff. We know they got story, been new. They got hard, complex narratives and black carries. Tell me where they see us. Where I see us, where, where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me what they read us, not they wanna be us. At the damn cage, like a nigga from Georgia. Insane and after brain and lacking in origin. At flashbacks and shots to the system. Downloading new issues and sitting for a listen. Where I see us, where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me what they read us, not they wanna be us. They wanna be us, they, they, they wanna be hey. us Where I see us, where, hey, where, where I see us Where I see where us, the black where, where, where I see us Where I see us, where I see us Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Where I See Me The podcast where we look at comics and media with lots of questions in mind Mainly, where the hell are the black and brown people? And so I'm Jamie I am Marcellus and today we have a special guest all the way from Juncture Podcast. We have Jackie, no last name, just Jackie. This is how we're going to introduce her. And so let's welcome Jackie to the show. If I had like a little applause thing, I'd like play. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like those of you who subscribe to our Patreon and can see the podcast, you can see we're like doing our round of applause. Oh, I can. Now that I um, have to edit, I can put some, I'll put some applause. I'll put a little. <gasps> Oh, we're getting fancy that. now. We're getting look fancy. Look at that. You can we can add all kinds of like, <gasps> like gas yeah. and all kinds of little, stuff. Dun, dun, <laughs> little. The little organ for like in in horror movies. I'll steal all the um the sound effects from like the 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 novellas, the little, the little, <laughs> <laughs> the little as as the world turns and the. Yeah. So I was, I'm like, I'm like, wanting to comment on the world as the world turns because I was watching the bold and the beautiful. I wasn't watching the bold and the beautiful. The bold and the beautiful was watching me. <laughs> and I don't care. Whenever you watch that show, Liam is always the problem. Doesn't matter like what's going on. Liam is the problem in that in that te- television show. Like always for the past ten years, it's always been Liam. He's an issue. Ten years, but yes. Yes. I've never. First of all, I've never even watched this show. But I'm gonna believe you when you say Liam's always the problem. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start watching it and believe it. He just he look is just so lost. Like I didn't do anything. Like it wasn't me. But it was. But all that aside, welcome Jackie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little bit about your podcast, Juncture? Um, yes. My podcast, I do film analysis and dream analysis. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of my podcast. <laughs> All right. And so, of course, because Jackie does film analysis for her podcast, as we occasionally do film, well, we do like we don't analyze, we don't break down the films, we just drag them through the yeah. mud. <laughs> we drag them, and then we never really get back on topic to the analysis. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just always leads to something else, like something way more entertaining than the movie we were reviewing. Um, but we, <laughs> so our, our podcasts have collided or merged to form this episode in which we'll be reviewing today um, the movie Brown Girl Begins from 2017 
It's a sci-fi fantasy film. Um, it's written and directed by Sharon Lewis. Um, and it was, I think it was made in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Or it says Mon- initial release was Montreal. So it's a Canadian film. Um, and so the, the premise, it says in two, 2049, which honestly, 2049 is like right around the corner. If you don't, think <laughs> don't, it don't feels tell like me that. It's far enough in the future for me. It's not enough in the future for you? No. It's already issue. Yeah, it's like we're already there. We're already here. I know, because it's like the pandemic could easily went this route. Like the quarantine and stuff. Apocalyptic. We about a we about a month out. (laughs) Oh, from this? From this reality? Maybe. Who knows? Are we gonna have Mardi Gras masks scroll just strewn everywhere, like where we live? That's depending on <laughs> Joe Biden. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If the, if this stimulus doesn't come into my uh, bank account, we will see. <laughs> There's someone who follows the the podcast on um, on Twitter, and they're you know like everyone changes their name on Twitter, mm-hmm. and there's this like Stimmy Titan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them. Shout out to Smay. Smay Smay is so good. (laughs) Stimmy Titan. Like, you might need to turn into a Titan to go get that stimulus check from uh, (laughs) Joe. Because he act like he holding on to it for dear life. If 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 I was to like, where's my where's my check, Joe? He would pretend to have dementia. I feel like that would be a. uh, uh, (laughs) I feel like that would be the tactic. He would be like, my VP will direct. We'll direct you to the appropriate, and then she'll just walk away. Yeah. Like that's she'll she'll dap like she'll those... dap you up, and then be like, "All right, that's good practice." So I'll catch you. <laughs> I'll catch you later. Have you seen all those photos of her walking? Like it's just like a thing. Like I don't know like why. Walking. Like a like a runway walking, or mm-hmm. are they taking her walk? It's like no, a, just walking down the halls, and it's very like crosswalk, walk. Like sh- her arms are out, her legs out. She's power walking. Maybe it's yes. like an aerobic routine or something. I don't know. Something. The arms moving to burn the extra calories. I don't Multitasking. know. Multitasking. But I, <laughs> I saw someone post like, look at them posting pictures of them walking around like they actually doing work, and I'm like. <laughs> They're trying to find the stimulus checks. <laughs> trying to look busy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like stock yeah. footage. It's kind of They're not really even there. It's the stock footage, and it, which is out of her pieces. It looks like it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, okay. Go back to go back to the movie because I'm sure we got a lot. <laughs> I all talked to each other about this movie. And we watched it. It's on Hulu. Um, so the premise in in the year 2049, Tijan, Tijan, yeah, Tijan must revive Caribbean spirits and survive a possession ritual to save her people who are confined to an island off the mainland of Toronto. Um, so that's what we're get, we're given as the premise of this of this um, this movie, which is based on the novel by Nalo Hopkins called Brown Girl in the Ring, which is also apparently a Caribbean like folk song. Um, 
that and Bonnie M recorded a a version of it. I was listening to it before the podcast. You're his he's covering his face because of we've watched like performances of Bonnie M when the dude was before like the dude was singing and it was just like well I'm covering my face because Bonnie M is not actually a black man singing. It's a white right. German it's a white German man singing so that makes me feel a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> But because the they got like the the female the backup singers the vocalists they're all legit that's real, but yeah. the man who's dancing and singing that's not that's not who that is. <laughs> We're gonna add that video of him dancing without no shoes on to the show notes for for March. <laughs> to look forward to My with goodness. the show notes. <laughs> Goodness, they just be tricking people. It's like Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. That was the most. That was the greatest disappointment of my of of my young uh, my young life. <laughs> you At know Millie Vanilli though. Yeah, well, because I I found out Millie Vanilli because of um my parents would sometimes play him every now and then. And then we got a box set of In Living Color growing up. And when they had the Millie Vanilli jokes, I was like, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what, what, what is this? What is this? Why is this funny? My parents had to break the news. Oh, yeah. They wasn't really singing. But, you know, I mean, white people pretended to sing all the time. So why not? Like, it's why not let black people pretend too? like. It's a fair game. Diversify. I mean, the... Yeah. Diversify your not singing. Let him use that German man to <laughs> sing his song. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> but it's a um, Caribbean... Uh, for... <laughs> apparently, according like, to someone... like. I didn't fact check He's it. Not true. Like, did he, is he like <laughs> grew up in the Caribbean? I'm like, if he's not, can it be a Caribbean song if the person singing isn't Caribbean or from the Caribbean? Hey, okay, so Bonnie M. They are they are like West Indian. So it says Bonnie um, M. was a Euro Caribbean vocal group created oh. by German record producer Frank Farron who served as the, as the group's primary songwriter. So this, I'm assuming Frank Farian is the one who sings the male versions of the male vocals. And then just had the guy like dancing around, acting a fool. Doing his little lip sync. Like the video, like the male version of Video Girl, he's just in the video barefoot. This was like a performance. They were on a stage, Jackie. And it was just, it was like there were people there watching them. And I think it was like broadcasted on television, you know, like something like Soul Train. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just dancing. The Unsoul Train. <laughs> like, what is this? Well, that is your little known Black History fact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which home? I I found. Do you know who invented the hot comb? Not Bonnie. Hi. 
Was it the same guy that invented relaxers? I don't think so. I can't remember his name, but there was a guy who invented the relaxers. All I know is the hot comb was not invented by a black person. It was invented by a Jewish person. Oh, they was trying to get their hair laid. Yes. And then we were like, we could use this too. Then and like, do you remember? Did you ever see the movie The Way We Were with Barbara Streisand and that that Ken doll looking man? I don't remember his name. <laughs> I, I I don't. I have not. I don't think I only know the song. I think I've only heard the song. There's a scene in the movie where she like, cause her hair is really curt, like almost mm-hmm. not really curly. It's curly for white people hair. I mean, sorry for Jewish people hair. It, whatever. It's, Barbara Streisand. It's like curly light. Like it's diet, like, diet it's curly. Like a, yeah, it's a diet curl. But she goes, she was like, oh yeah, I went to Harlem, to the girls in Harlem, and they, and they ironed my hair straight. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Barbara, what you doing in Harlem, getting your hair straight <laughs> in this movie? But I mean, that's a, re- I mean, that's a reality. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting, because I, I found this out, I, uh, last week I was listening in on Dr. Yaba Blaze, like book uh, author talk, and she was her. She has a book called the One Drop, the One Drop Rule, which just came out. And she was talking about how other non-white groups of people, like how they're like to perform like whiteness, or how like, I mean, I know a lot of Jewish people, like it's weird. Like some of them are, some of them look white, but maybe they're not. And like, we won't, we won't get into all of that because I'm not trying to get this podcast like banned or something. <laughs> but, um. She was talking about how like the performance of what they were like committed to the performance of whiteness and like having to straighten their hair because whiteness has is like straight hair. And so she was like, yeah, she was like a Jewish person invented the straight like the straightening comb. Not it was not a black person was not Madam C.J. Walker. For those uh, those of you who thought about it. They, I mean, I mean, were they putting like pressing oil or pressing something on their hair because i'm like wouldn't it just burn like they have I from burning off their scalp i mean that's a fantastic question because that like a serum special serum because i'm like if you don't put anything to like to like a protectant it's your hair gonna fall I mean, out would it burn oh, yeah. yeah it would like destruction Maybe they didn't have it super hot. Maybe they were just like, just a little bit. Just warm it. <laughs> just a warm comb. <laughs> not a hot comb. Lukewarm luke luke comb. A lukewarm comb. Okay, we should get on topic about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do, our listeners know, like, I derail the podcast so much, but um, let's, let's, I guess, get into this, this movie. So I'll let you guys start since I've been like talking for the best twenty minutes. Um, what were y'all thoughts on the on like first impressions of this film? Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I did have some questions that I was like, something's kind of. I thought. Like the character Tony, I thought he was a little weird. I wasn't feeling Tony, uh, and it, and I thought it moved 
kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Like it moved really fast, but to my initial, my initial reaction. <laughs> I definitely agree with all of those points. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed myself at times, but the like the. I know I would have enjoyed this as a play. That's what mm. I kept thinking. Like, oh, this was some of this is uh, the, like the characters seem somewhat interesting, or like the style, the way they like styled everything seems cool, or some of the lighting mm. ideas. Um, but the 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 plot jumps around a lot, and I feel like <laughs> if I was looking at people in person, I would be able to go, okay, I know what's going on, or at least where we are. In, in the story yeah. <laughs> but it it kind of shook me a little bit around trying to keep keep all the details together so that was Cause in the beginning it was like uh i think it was like her dream like she was having a dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it started running around and then like she had the dream again and then and then she was actually running around and I was like, where is she going? I mean, I think I knew where she was going, but it just seemed like, I guess because where they they were filming was like, it was a small place. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, I don't know. I was like, where, like, it seemed like everything was close together or like, it should have been farther or it seemed it didn't seem as far away as it should. Not, I don't know. It was just kind of moving fast. I think. And then where was everybody? Like if, if a whole segment of the population yeah. had been relegated to this island, where was everybody at? It was it was certainly like sparse at times. And like mm-hmm. where Tijan lives with her her grandma, like it looked like they were out in the country, kinda. Mm-hmm. And then, like, where Tony lived was, like, was the city on this island, I guess? I don't know. That just makes me wonder, uh, how many black people you got in Canada? Oh, it's a bunch. I could have swore we got more than... Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt the same way. It's like when... Uh, it makes me think of any time I've, I've seen another... Because I, I guess that's the problem, with, right, with, like, independent films. You say, ah, oh, here's the town square. Mm-hmm. There's like four motherfuckers here. <laughs> where, where, where is the town? <laughs> I see the square. <laughs> the... Uh, they took the day off, I guess. I they, guess. I mean, there was one scene where they had extras, like when they were showing the party, or, or mm. not the party, but like, like the ritual, ceremony. sort of. Yeah. And so I was like, they, I, I wanted to see some other people like walking around or just kind of like in the background but it was like it just I don't, it kind of made it seem more creepy mm-hmm. or I guess make it seem like they were farther away from people because when they got to I was when they got when Tijon mm-hmm. when she first went to to Tony's place and there was like nobody out there and they were just like walking. I was like, where is he taking her? Where are they going? Because yeah. there is nobody out there. And then they went into his little his little bachelor pad or whatever. And there was like 
I mean, like he he I thought he was like with the group or something, like because he knew those other people, so I thought they like lived together, but then when he got there to his house, there was like no one there and I was like, What's going on? (laughs) Where's everybody at, Tony? I love when uh, that one guy came um, to Tony's place and Tijan was there with Gracie, that little girl. Mm. I guess she was like, I guess he was like Gracie's dad. And he looked at her, he looked at Tijan, he was like, oh, so you're staying with Tony now? <laughs> like the way he said it, it was like judgment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is where you at? Oh, okay, I guess. That's what you want to do? They, she moved really, really fast with Tony because I, I didn't think they really knew each other. And then no, I, I don't think they did. And, <laughs> and then she's on his mattress in his in his little apartment. I'm just like, so this is where we're at right now. This is <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. Some post apocalyptic babies or something. And so, like, to kind of, I guess. Get, go through like the what was happening in the movie like it opens where like Tijan is the narrator and she's telling us about like something happening what happened in Toronto and it was like police violence and somebody stepped on a baby doll and it was <laughs> you know it was like it the, was bunch- the idea of, of, of uh, the I don't know if they said the white people or if they just said like the the uh, elite class or, or something like that uh-huh. Was like mm-hmm. they had a lot of of synonym names for things. I'm like, that's just you could just say it with your chest. Just say um, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe not because like you know this was a Canadian film. I don't know how white Canadians feel about people of color in Canada, so ah. maybe they can't. Like if they're because all of the beginning was like the funding was from like. That's true. Diff- like Toronto Arts Association, like whoever. Because like they give good funding, but they're not, they're picky about the black and brown people they, they give their money to. <laughs> See, and I feel like that's probably, they might have added some stuff because of that. Like, maybe. That's totally possible. But also, tone it down a bit. There's a very, that. I was reading, one of the times, I think over for a previous podcast we did, um, I read... Uh, this article all about the sort of unbalanced uh, distribution of all that money, like mm-hmm. like one one person of color it was a black woman that got something back in twenty fifteen maybe, but it's not that often that they get uh, funding. It was it was I can't remember what episode it was that we were doing. I do remember you tell we I remember us talking about it, but I can't remember what episode it was either. But you, or it may have been something you were just telling me in the car. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's totally possible. That's <laughs> <laughs> I might have just ranted about it. <laughs> so, you know, we have the film opens and like it's set, you know, all, all these people have been cast to this like toxic island. Mm-hmm. Apparently the water is toxic, so they can't cross it to go into mainland Toronto. And we have Tijan and her grandma Mammy, which I was like, you call her Mammy? I don't know how that flow. I don't know. I don't know how that flows. And well, I don't know. I was like, I'm thinking about that as an as like a, a black mm-hmm. person in the mm-hmm. US, like what Mammy is here. But like people, I mean, it had to come from somewhere, like the name. But like how we associate it here is like 
I don't think anyone calls their grandma Mammy anymore. Here, do they? If I call my my, my grandma uh, Mammy, she hit me. I feel. I don't think she would <laughs> like that name. <laughs> it's usually like Big Mama or Medea, or mm. yeah, like Big Mama Medea, uh, my dear, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Lately, I don't know, but I'm reading too much into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I am, but like we get to see. So she lives with her grandma. And there's a flashback scene that we don't realize is a flashback scene of her mother at the opening ceremony. And so in the film, um, there's like diff- different gods, like there's Papa Legba, there's Mama Ashe, mm-hmm. and then there's somebody named Rudy. Rudy! We never really see Rudy. We just know, <laughs> we yeah. just know Rudy. And then there's Rudy is the one who created crack. Which I thought that was kind of hilarious that her name was Crack and Crack was terrorizing the island. <laughs> with a like, whip. With an actual whip. <laughs> this is this what and we're inject- doing. <laughs> and like. <laughs> so it's it was interesting. Like her mom was supposed to receive the power of Papa Legba to be able to put down like to help fight against crack and Rudy, but her mom apparently was too afraid to receive the power. And so she ends up dying. And so team John is the next in line to receive the power when she comes of age. And her grandma is telling her to study and like, she don't really want to, I mean, she studies, but she like, you know, she rather go kiss Tony and stuff sometimes. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, She's, it's, it's, it's very like, what is it? Um, like, it's like, is it like Romeo and Juliet kind of thing? I don't even know. Cause it has to, it took me a minute to even figure out what side is Tony on? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was this indifference, um, even from mm-hmm. her at times, like the, the sort of, the meandering of like of faith and and, and uh, self-serving interest because there was a couple times where i want to be like okay yeah get get into it what are we what is it that we believe and then it would like shift to another another moment and i i don't i want give me legba where's legba at i want i want i want to listen to big papa what's he what's he talking about i think he was like my favorite character yeah out of the whole movie he also felt like the strongest actor low-key yeah because he i mean he had like these certain mannerisms he was just like i know like y'all can't <laughs> like those of you who are listening can't see what i'm doing <laughs> you can go watch the film but... shoulder shrug yeah, thank you yes <laughs> a little shimmy a sassy shoulder shrug <laughs> but he made me think so... of like um what is the like the uh a midsummer's night dream like oberon like this sort of uh i i know what is best i am powerful but i'm a little mischievous like the sort of not omniscient but you know i could i can control the plot a little bit if i if i want if i want to 
But no, but you were mama. I don't really know what purpose she served other than singing. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I felt like I don't. I felt like she was trying to do something at one point when after Tijan was living with Tony and she was talking with Tony and she was out there singing. Like I thought it was something was supposed to happen, but then like nothing happened, and mm-hmm. she. Like, Stop singing because I think, oh, that was when Tony was telling her that she couldn't heal people, I think. Or and no, I think singing. he told her, like, they were having kind of like an argument a little bit. It was like he didn't want her, he was like, I don't want to hear nothing about that spirit stuff. Yeah. He told him because she could see spirits and no one else could see them. And he was like, his aunt, he was like, my crazy aunt believed in all this stuff and she died or whatever. And so he's been like, like the indifference, I guess, Marcellus, you were talking about. Like part of, and it starts early because when he first meets her, he He insults her. I remember that. Yes. But I'm like, girl, she was like, (laughs) she didn't, I don't think she liked him at first, but he kind of like, you know, like people wear you down a little bit. I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) like never experienced it i did not i did not dream of emotional labor (laughs) (laughs) you're very very blessed that you've never been worn down by somebody (laughs) i I feel like i don't know if men experience that so much i think women definitely do i I don't know but he kind of like he does like Jackie you were saying he insulted her because like she you know has been studying under her grandma who's a healer and studying to like receive this power and then like he basically comes and I guess he's kind of like the person who comes and tells her like there's a whole nother world outside of this thing Mm -hmm. you're doing and like maybe that kind of like gives like her like escape an escape from it because she is scared to receive the power because she thinks she's gonna die like her mom and even when Papa Legba told her, he was like, your mom was afraid. That's why she died. And like, you just need, need to not be afraid. Like, although that, I mean, that has to be really traumatic to watch your mom die in a ceremony. So yeah. I, I, I guess you could take it easy on Tijan. But. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, I, I think there's. There's also, I don't know, I, that was something that I thought was still interesting with the story. Even at times when it was a little, it, there was parts I wish were more focused on. The sort mm-hmm. of, like, lore that they put. There was a lot of lore that I wish we got yes. to enjoy more. Because part of it being, like, okay, this is based in some actual, like, theology and other things that are going on. Uh, but there's, like, this sci-fi rapping around it like there's all these like uh these science fiction tropes so it didn't feel like mm-hmm. a traditional sort of um I'll, I'll use the word fantasy lightly because it's it's more like mm-hmm. the, the way you would maybe explore that story um but i just it makes me want to come back to the idea of like again i wish this was like a stage play because then you'd have the opportunity to like 
music would feel more comfortable to use if there was like yeah. i could totally imagine something like this benefiting from um like a narrator or a greek chorus or like just supporting people <laughs> that could give yeah. you like make these characters feel more um like seeing seeing all these spirits with her when she's the only one that can see them there was a couple times when i just was like i didn't realize only she could see them <laughs> like tell me look she's singing right there how are you disputing this right now <laughs> she looks great and she's telling us what to do and then he'd be like no i i when i first saw papa like but i thought like, I thought at least the grandmother could see him as well. Like, I mean, I, th I thought they were like, they were just out there and people were just like, they were out there like harassing like everybody. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't, it was just like her. I was like, this guy here with his face paint on, just lurking. Because it, it was Papa Legba and then it was like another one. Jab, jab. Yeah, he had like blue something and he was like hiding. And I was like, so all these people out here in the woods and just terrorizing people because I thought crack was also like a spirit. Mm -hmm. But I guess she's not a spirit. She works for a spirit, I think. Because Rudy, other people could see her. So I guess she's not like, right. The other people could see her. What the picture that showed up on the iPad, which also where did they get the power to like charge that? I, I made a note of that. I was like, they got iPads out here. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like telling her to study, and like the studying is l literally looking at pictures of these different like gods, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, like I know what they look like. What else? I don't. Well, we don't know what else. Was and they were like picture pictures, pictures too, weren't they? Am I misremembering? Yeah, they were like. Yeah. How you get that? Like <laughs> spirit, <laughs> so it wasn't like an illustration or anything. Yeah. And like Rudy, kind of looked like I gotta, I gotta Google it really. I if I Did ever they had. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Me? Yeah. Oh, I said if I ever had a, de a deity named Rudy, I would need to have a nickname for that deity because I don't know if I could take Rudy seriously. <laughs> That's that was my only thought. I don't know. You a deity and your name Rudy? Like, Ru be like, oh yeah, this is. We uh we say our prayers to Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy reminds me so said at the bar around and in Cheers. Like that's what I think of when I hear Rudy. It's a Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I think of. But like on the iPad, his face looked like Baron Smeldy. Um. Smaldy, Smeldy, uh, who is the Loa of Haitian voodoo, who is the, is the Loa of the dead in Haitian voodoo? Ooh. 
apparently according this is according to wikipedia so we'll see you know that's, that's a source of information <laughs> so i'm like okay this is that who rudy's supposed to be that sounds more is Baron and then like papa legba is usually over like the crossroads like he's the intercessor between like people in the spirit world like he's not I don't like I don't I don't know I guess because like I'm not familiar with he what his particular meaning is or not meaning what's what's the word I'm looking for function role role yeah I didn't understand like what his role would I mean like they said what his role was in the movie but then like when I was like reading about like what he represented, like I felt like I don't know how he fits into this mm -hmm. narrative because I was like, I mean, I know he has power, but I was trying to like figure out like if her mom was supposed to like get power from him, like what was she like, I mean, what was gonna, like, what was she gonna be able to do? Was she gonna be able to, like, communicate with the dead or the ancestors or something, like, get knowledge from them? But then I was like, well, what was she gonna be able to do with that? I mean, she could, I don't know, like, be a healer. I don't, I, cause I was like, is she gonna get the power and, like, fight Crack and Rudy and, and, I don't. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't quite make sense to me. I was like, "What is she? What's she gonna do with it?" Yeah. Yeah. Because they do mention. So they do mention obey, in mm. in the show, which is a which is a like a Caribbean like Afro religion. I don't really know a lot about obey, other than I think it's from Jamaica. Um, but they mention it, and that's kind of like the only kind of clue of maybe of a framework for what these different deities are supposed to operate, I guess. Um, but I also think like maybe it's because we haven't, I don't know, y'all, I haven't read the book Brown Girl in the Ring. And the book so, might have way more to, I know, to offer I was in like terms a... of <laughs> in terms of context and there could be whole, I, it could be like a thick read, you won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of what I'm starting to feel like. I think like Jackie, you mentioned like it moved really fast, and like I think part of it is like it's meant that we should have like probably have read the book before like watching the film. But like I don't have time. I mean, I personally don't have time to read a book right now. But like also, if you're gonna make a film based on a book, you got to adapt that. Shouldn't the movie? Yeah, and like shouldn't the movie be able to kind of stand on its own too, in a way like you should be able to maybe even like take some kind of creative license and change things a little bit, just like a little bit. That's why people are always like, the book was better than the movie. And like all that kind of stuff. Cause people take creative license for visual, like a visual representation of it. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think I'm hoping that the like part of the answers to our questions are in the book. I felt um, like something was missing. Hmm? like just like a little bit more information i think but can you hear her i can hear 
Pepper. Pepper's running around <laughs> screaming. Um, she she's fine. She just wants attention, which is crazy because Evans. She's, she's got people out there. She just running around screaming because she wants to. I'm gonna call Rudy Pepper. on her. Pepper is Marcel's. Is um, it's you and your roommates. It's y'all's collective cat, isn't it? The cat does live in the space where I live. Um, it is not mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a fan of Pepper. Uh, Pepper's cool, cute little calico. I was like, she's been on your TikTok. Cause she's cute. She's cute. She's a kitten. Um, we get along sometimes. (laughs) We are at odds most. <laughs> Let's see. I'm sorry, Jackie. I cut you off. I think you were talking because I I heard the kitten. I was like, because I could hear something, and I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm so it's sorry. Pepper. She can't read. I got a sign on the door. She can't read. <laughs> she can't read. She's too little. She can't. She can't read yet. Yeah, we're teaching her. We're She's trying. Scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, the book, I think the book would have been, um, would have filled in a lot of the details for us. Um, so she, Tony kind of like, I guess he comes around her grandma's house and like is doing work. I don't know what kind of work he was doing though. Like it didn't look like he was doing much of anything mm-hmm. other than like snake no, kisses. Sticks. The, um, uh, for the crutches. Mm. Oh, I mean that's all he did. He he had the machete and he was cutting the um these sticks. And I was like, how many sticks? Firewood. <laughs> 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 the man only needs one good crutch. He doesn't need like me, but he, every time he would come out there, he was like getting. What did he? I don't remember him doing anything else. I just remember him like cutting sticks. He looked real yep. unemployed. <laughs> what, was he, uh, what was he doing? He was like um, trying to barter with the the dark side and stuff. And I was like, he didn't really have no job. Like he wasn't. He would run errands for people, but it was like it was questionable because I was like, so you dating this dude who's working for the dark side, and you're the force that's working against the dark side and then you all up in his little his hideaway in his house mm. I, I really thought it was going to end badly for her like I thought he was going to like sell her out or something because he was getting really upset with her and then Crack was was starting to like figure it out mm-hmm. like, they were saying she could hear she could hear everyone like what was going on and i was like so they're just out here talking and doing stuff and she already knows what's going on so i don't even know why she was with tony i feel like tony could have just he could have just disappeared or something out of the the plot i don't know like what I mean, because it, it seemed like he was going to take the plot somewhere else mm-hmm. and didn't really use him in that way. So I was like, why is Tony here? I don't I don't know why Tony's here. 
do you think maybe he was like a vehicle for her to see how so there's like a drug too what was yeah. it called buff like rudy and crack were like which is so funny her name is crack and she has a whip and then she's also like passing out a drug for people i mean i thought she was the drug i thought <laughs> yeah. it was crack like i thought there was like some symbolism there in her being called crack mm -hmm. but then they had this other drug called buff and so i'm like and the buff injection looked like a vampire bite like like a like if a va like if you had like a uh, some kind of sucking fish that had vampire like teeth and like just, yeah and like just leached it on your neck i'm like what I, is find, this? I thought it kind of looked like if you got a slap chop you went bow on someone's on someone's <laughs> neck like it looked like someone took like the bottom of some sort of ikea kitchen tool <laughs> slap it on you yeah crack was a very specific name choice i thought i thought that it was gonna go somewhere because i was thinking it was something about like crack the drug mm -hmm. it was like you were addicted right they were addicted to this drug that crack was pushing called buff yeah it kind of because i was thinking like it was sort of like analogy but then and then like the movie went it, it went somewhere else because then they had the buff and and then tony didn't he didn't he wasn't acting the way that i thought he was acting like he was going to act so i was like i don't know what's going on right now and then it's what was the 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 man who who was crippled? What was his name? It was like uh, Brookfoot. Brooke <laughs> it's the same actor. It's the same actor. It was uh, oh, Bro is it Brookfoot Sam? Yeah, Brookfoot yeah. Sam. Which is like y'all just walk calling that man Brookfoot Sam. Like you won't forget his name. You just. But you know that's such a like that's such a that's such a like country black folk thing to like yeah. call people by their disability is a part of their name. Yeah, they're like what they look like because yeah. of this name. Just I'm just like I feel like I, I have I, memories I, I of my like... mom doing doing stuff like that, like uh, being like, "Oh yeah, big nose Nancy," like <laughs> <laughs> my mom be nicknaming all. My mom nicknames everyone I know, uh, except mm -hmm. like when they make an impression that she like will call them specifically by their first and last name. Uh, my mom, I was talking to my mom before we got on the podcast today, and she said, "Oh, make sure to tell Jamie Robertson I said hello." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let her know her fan club said hello. <laughs> I miss Anari. I miss Jerome. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, Bro Brokefoot Sam um, was really Papa Legba in disguise, right? Yeah, that's what I was like. I I I read the Wikipedia. I think that was on the Wikipedia. Oh, she's I was like doing my research <laughs> I was just like why are they the same person 
Like, she's gonna act like they're not the same person, like they don't look alike. What's going on? <laughs> she, she had that moment too, right? When she looks at him, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> he looks her in the eyes, and the stare is so intense. And you see like a clip, yeah, she has a flashback of like seeing him, I guess, in spirit form, mm-hmm. but then she just kind of like played it off, and they never brought it up again. And I was like, so we're just not gonna talk about that. He's out here as a real person on buff. He's hooked on buff. Because he was like, oh, I only took a little bit. Like, <laughs> I can fight it because I'm Papa Leva. I only took a little bit. I have sip. So the film, so she gets, so she starts living with, I was about to call him Victor. Uh, Tony. <laughs> I already forgot the boy's name. Like he's so in, he's so on inconsequential. Like just okay. Um, she lives with Tony. She sees how Buff is affecting people. That man with the guitar. Fun fact is uh, actual Calypso artist or Soka artist David Rudder. And so <laughs> how they got David Rudder to be in this film. And so when he was singing, I was like. I saw, or maybe I think I saw the credits that he was in. I was like, oh, they got him. The ha- like, I only know like two David Rudder songs, and one is like the Hammer, and the other is ba- the Girl from Bahia, and that's it. Those are the only two <laughs> David Rudder songs I know. But he's like a, he's like a, I think like a soca like legend. So they got him to be in the film, and Tijan is like walking around like. David Rudder is the only civilian that we see other than what's that other girl? There was some other girl named Marta. What was her name? Was that the one with the wig on? Yeah, with the highlighter wig. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was her name. What was her name? She had a very common name. I can't think of what it was. It was like IMDB, come on now. Megan. Melba. It was Melba. 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 Yes. She was on, she was like really, really on buff. Like she was crawling to the water. Mm -hmm. Which one did they get clean water from? On that toxic island. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because I was like, the groundwater is going to be polluted by the lake that they're right by. So I was like, unless there's like some kind of well that it's no, I don't know. That spigot looked kind of um, rusty. Yeah, <laughs> that water tastes like outside. <laughs> is what is what that looked like. Y'all got iPads. You got water that's got like, ooh, it's got flavor. <laughs> it's got some the minerals have been retained in the in the water. I, I mean, because it seemed like it was they were kind of off the grid out there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. there could have been like a filter for the groundwater. So I mean, some. I guess it was less toxic than the the water that was in the lake. Yeah, I imagine like it was like rain sludge in the lake, and then when they climb in it, like it just it's like acid or something. Burn your face off. Yeah, like there was a sci-fi movie. It was a bad sci-fi <laughs> movie, but it's like it was a it was like a bad sci-fi movie that knew it was a bad sci-fi movie, so it just went there. Um, 
what was it called? It was like, oh, it was like, was it's not Malibu Shark Attack, but it was like acid. It's like acid shark attack laser head thing or whatever it's called. It's something really long and stupid like that. But the sharks, like, it's like a shark octopus, I think. And then like when there it opens its mouth, it spews. What? You said no. acid from its mouth? Yes, it shoots acid from its mouth and like melts people. That is a terrifying scenario. <laughs> but I think, you know, when like Jackie's talking about that, <laughs> the um, river being like that, I I think about that, <laughs> that movie, which was very entertaining to watch. Um, but I'm like, what else? Okay, so what happens? So she lives there. She sees how bad Buff is taking over things. She decides to become a like she is already a healer, but decides to create something to counter it. So instead of receiving Papa Legba's power, which he appeared to her when she first got there, she was like, no, or whatever. Um, she's gonna take like this like healing route, like with the roots and stuff, and like handing out antidotes to people. And crack don't like that. <laughs> Can we talk about how first, because I know they were talking about like, oh, she's a healer, she's learning. The only words I recall in relation to medicine, they said, I got some aloe. And then they didn't say nothing <laughs> about anything in relation to the medicine again. I can get some aloe or something. And I'm like, I mean, because they, because she was making the little stuff, but all she had was like that plant and some water. And then I was like, they didn't show her like gathering any type of plants or herbs. So I'm like, where is she getting this? Just water and 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 chlorophyll and <laughs> what is she? Yeah, what is she putting in these little brown bottles? I worked the, the little dropper was really fancy. Yeah, where was she getting these bottles from? I was almost expecting her to just like next thing we see here giving someone some Robitussin, like, where are you getting these materials? <laughs> <laughs> How are you being funded to to do these things? Some big vapor rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thing you we need in the apocalypse is some Vicks vapor rub. Yeah, and that would heal everything. Oh yeah, just stock up on that. Put some on the bottom of your feet with some socks at night when you go to sleep. You won't cough. Mm-hmm. Which You're actually be smelling like menthol though. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, uh, aromatic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So she's handing out the little things and then she finally meets Crack. And then I I feel like I lost interest at certain points because it was moving. It was the storyline was moving fast, but it was also moving slow, mm-hmm. I think, for me. And so I don't know how we got to this place where she finds out like Tony is working for Rudy and she's upset about that. And then I don't know if that was like the catalyst for her to decide to take Papa Legba's power or not. But like, Brokefoot Sam makes her a vest that she can turn the power off and on, which was so. His <laughs> vest. They have their they're very uh, creative out in this post apocalyptic 
They gotta, you know, they gotta be resourceful. I just wanna know if, if he can make a vest to turn on and off connection with the spirits, why he need this wooden crutch made out of a stick? <laughs> bro, Sam, out here with I the... think it's I mean I think it's because Brokefoot Sam isn't really his foot's not really broken. Like it, it's no. he's Papa Legba in disguise, pretending to be someone like That's one of the fair. people. So he can kind of get a sense of I guess what their living situation is like, maybe. Like, you know, like there are gods among us or some something like that. I don't know. When I was reading the Wikipedia, it said he was like the intermediary. Mm-hmm. So I think like he would, I guess, interfere, be all in people's business out here, but then he's got a broke foot. But it's just cover. Yeah. Because in in a lot of a lot of different religions, like uh Papa Legba's like a trickster. Too, mm. at times. I mean, they'll and like people will associate him with the devil, but that's not the same thing. Like and it was, and often kind of makes me mad when when I read that too, because I was reading and I'm looking at you, Henry Louis Gates Jr. I was reading <laughs> Jackie, Henry Louis, you listening? <laughs> but I was reading something he had written about Papa Legba, and it was like, oh yeah, he's like the equivalent of the devil, and I like. I really hate when people, and I get like people like we have no like black people in the U.S. Well, not, I mean maybe even in other countries too. Like we we are so educated in the West that we don't have like we can't see past this frank Western framework mm-hmm. and like try to understand something outside of it. And like I don't think you know the trickster as a symbol like I think as close is like probably as close as you're gonna get. To maybe understanding it, but like to say like, oh, he's just like the devil. Like, if you, I mean, I know the devil, like he tricked Eve with the apple or whatever, but like, mm, that's not, that's not, you know, he, he's, he's like a, he got other stuff going on too. And I don't think Papa like was associated with that. The devil got other uh, projects in the works. Yes. <laughs> Chicken is a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) So I don't know. I just I it bothers me, but I also realize like it takes you really have to try and unlearn what you know about Western culture to understand other cultures. You can't just do this like tit for tat kind of thing like and we're so used to like oh like comparing um like i think oshun is like an orisha from the yoruba like comparing her to like venus or aphrodite it's like in the greek and roman mythology and it's like that's i mean sure but no like that's not that's not quite the same thing like they're much more like complex than that um but whatever like that's you know people are gonna people are gonna do what they want to do and say you know whatever that's you know i'm stepping off my soapbox for that (laughs) for the moment but everything uh everything outside of christianity is like evil it's the devil mm -hmm. it's very anything that's not christian is anti-person either with the 
us or against us or it's very black and white and it's yeah. weird because like Jesus in the Bible, like he hung out with like thieves and murderers and sex workers. And like, technically if you're supposed to be like, they were thinking like as a Messiah, he was going to come and like further, like, inst you know, institute, like how they were had this hierarchy of, of people, like who's on the bottom and who's on the top. Mm. And he wasn't, he was like, yeah, I'm not with that at all. And like, I don't know, like, I just think that he wasn't very, he didn't seem very binary. And um, some some things he was saying was, but not in the way that they do it, like the way they talk about it now, mm. I think. So I don't, I mean. Jesus was a, Jesus was a rough rider. He was. <laughs> he didn't put them tables over for nothing. Jesus wore in, black in the church. Air Force ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus walked on water in some black forces. <laughs> Can that be in the next comic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have, I'll draw Jesus uh, in black air forces, black forces flipping tables, <laughs> talking about <laughs> why y'all got all this gold in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite. Who was it? My Chi Chi. You guys both, I think both of y'all have met Chi Chi. Chi Chi. Shout out to and Chi Chi like, for the Chi Chi. Yes. Chi Chi has like posted on her Instagram stories. It was like a long time ago. There's like those paintings of Jesus where he's like throwing the money changers out. There's like so many different versions of it. But there's one where it looks like he has a belt. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he's about to like, like start whipping them. Whipping them. <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> I'm like, and she put like "Nuck of You Buck" like as the song to go along with it. I'm like, I'm like, girl, this is this is this is art. This is high art. If I ever saw it, like to be honest, like this is put it in the MoMA because it's 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 art. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um uh, so where are we in this movie? Like, <laughs> like so we talked about like the 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 vest, right? That's kind of the, the the climax the end. as we're approaching. Crack is so, doing all this cracking, um, crackalacking <laughs> on uh, one of the innocent bystanders, right? Because Gracie, yeah, a little Gracie, little, little Gracie. Because Buff is supposed to girl. be spread to all these people. Uh, mm -hmm. Mel Melba has become a casualty of 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 war, of spiritual war. Um, mm -hmm. Gracie's getting whipped, hanging out on a tree, tied up. I know they uh, tied that little baby to a tree. I'm that was like, aggressive oh, no. imagery. It was. I'm like, oh no. She's got to save little Gracie. What'd you say, Jackie? When um, they were like fighting, when Sujin and Crack were fighting, mm. I feel like that was a, a really good scene. Yes. That was a good scene. You're like, satisfaction. Yes. <laughs> well, I, was like, I thought the little girl was going to die. And then I was like, oh my God, come on, y'all. She's got the vest. And where's the power? Like, she's got to. Get out and like save these people and yeah 
that vest kind of remind me of like Joan of Arc or something. Like a like as a it's like a breastplate yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it did look like uh, like the stuff that the the armor like the soldiers would wear in like mm-hmm. the sixteen hundreds or the olden times. They look like you know like she's preparing for battle with her. Mm-hmm. Or because uh, it had like it had like a switch, and you could turn the power on, and you could turn it off. And so I was like, "What kind of shield?" Because I mean, like, well, I guess I mean if he's Papa Ligba, he can make whatever he wants to make, and so he. Right. I guess he like made a way for her to have the power that was less scary for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have the the vest and sort of like give her like this sense of control over the power. Like it wasn't just gonna like overcome her and then she die and then everybody be trapped on the toxic island or whatever. Yeah. But there's a there's a moment before like the final like she has like a like a like it was like I guess a false start where you like she first confronts Crack and like her power does nothing and Crack's like she's like girl and like Crack just gets in the car and like leaves. <laughs> it's just like if you don't stop playing, was that supposed to <laughs> exactly? <laughs> Basically. And then she comes back and she's angry with Papa Legba because she was said something about like he tricked her. I didn't understand that part. Did y'all understand that part? No, I did did not personally. <laughs> <laughs> she already had the best, right? Or right. did she did she like not complete? I think she didn't complete the transfer of power i think something mm. happened in like because they were in the they were they were in that in what's in tony's house and they were doing all that yelling and they were supposed to be like transferring the power mm-hmm. and then something happened and then she was like and then she stopped and then she thought she had the power but she didn't but like i don't understand what what she did or what she didn't do because I mean maybe she just got scared and she like broke the connection or something but they mm-hmm. were just in the and I was like all right she's she's getting the the juice I guess she's getting the, the power and stuff but I don't know it was like that was weird because it didn't happen the way her mom did like there wasn't a right. and they were just yelling in the in the chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it like just got the power and or she got half of the power or like a fourth of the power or something. Something. I don't know. I was I was a little confused by it, but I might just have to watch it again. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> It really so, did feel it felt different. It felt different. Yeah. The movie as a whole. No. Oh, I was just saying the the the, the uh, ceremonies or the lack thereof. Oh yes. It just felt yes. I don't know, like you said, screaming, and then 
Here's your <laughs> here's your Shein purchase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the movie did feel different. I I appreciated that that it was a non traditional presentation of a movie. Uh, How dare you bring Shein into this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shein for the one time. Um, they're not sponsoring us yet. They need to. They need to. You can be. You can be the it's official. Mi- official sponsor. As much clothes as I buy from them, they, I need a sponsorship. <laughs> I'm glad there's more. Um, I appreciate being able to to receive more black stories mm. like that. I appreciate that. Um, this was very disjointed in a, in a way that felt so I wanted to enjoy it more yeah I was kind of sad like I wanted more from it as a whole and I think you know it's very clear that it's an independent film it looks as if it was filmed probably like within a weekend I would say like th- maybe over the course of a week weekend a couple of days and you know that's the time they had that's the costumes they had. That's the space that they had. Um, I just, I want, I think the story is is interesting enough that it should could be like picked up. Like I'm, I wonder what Sharon Lewis would do if she had a bigger budget. Like how, like how she would direct this. Um, because like the reviews, like if you are are like people were are really what was it? If I, if you go like to the Wikipedia, like the articles that are like, you know, the reference section of Wikipedia that mm-hmm. builds the page. They're all like, Brown Girl Begins is the Canadian sci-fi movie we need right now. How Sharon Lewis adapted Nalo Hopkins' Brown Girl in the Ring to film. Brown Girl Begins rethinks Black history. Director Sharon Lewis on Urban World debut of Brown Girl Begins. Brown, Brown Girl Begins brings a post-apocalyptic Toronto to life. Like they've seen just going off the titles alone sound fairly positive like reviews of it it's probably um, the, really the first when you're the when you're like the first right when you're the the when there's not a lot of representation existing mm-hmm. at all is already like a great people i don't i don't i can't imagine too many people coming out the gates like ah, i did not like this um <laughs> it only has two stars on imb im db though or no it's a three and a half star rating would you watch this if it were a like a web series i could see it being a web series like Like maybe a a multi-episode considering how fast it went yeah it needs to be like broken up and then have more parts to it and like the actors are good like they're not bad actors they i think they just need more time for us to like get a sense of who they are mm. like they had to do so much in such little time like i would kind of like to see more introspection from tijan and like her thinking about she's the next in line to take to receive the power mm. but then like and she seems fine with that in the beginning until she meets tony and is like like kind of flirting with him and, and you know like she seems kind of okay with it like maybe a little nervous but then when Tony comes around, it's like, none of that spirit talk with me. I guess, like, he's supposed to be, I don't know, like, introduce another side of the world where she can be someone else. But she can't run from who she really is. I don't know. Because, like, where's she going to go? They trapped on this island. It's like, 
exactly. It's not like you can flee. Yeah, you're gonna be stuck with Crack and Rudy and uh, everybody else that apparently is <laughs> on this island with her. I thought it was like um, because when that when they were starting talking about Crack, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like some sort of social commentary. Mm-hmm. Because they they were like they banished they had like a war or something and they banished everybody to the island and I was like oh so they're gonna put them in like the ghetto with like hardly no water and they're trying to, you know they don't have any infrastructure then mm-hmm. the mainland has like this dome over it but like I don't know they didn't really talk about. They didn't really talk about the mainland and they were just kind of like, we're dealing with our stuff over here on the island. Right. They kind of mentioned, cause she wanted to go mm-hmm. to the mainland, but they didn't really talk about that. So I was like, I don't know. Kind of threw me off, but like that's where I was kind of leaning at first. She called but, it the suburbs. Yeah, that's what they called it. Which I was like, oh, okay. Okay. See, I, see, no, I still, I, okay, I still think it's it's kind of like some type of social commentary mm-hmm. because they're not in the burbs living, living it up. They're kind of in the. Oh, it was called the burn. That's where they. Yeah, lived. that's right. And the burbs were like where the elite people live. Like the burn. I guess because the water is like like. I don't know. It's like acid or something. Like it burns. Yeah. Like they call it the burn. That makes sense. The book. I mean, I'm looking kind of like overlooking the plot for the book. It's first of all, the Wikipedia page for the book is much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like the book, like it's things that are a little bit more developed out. Cause there's even names in here that I weren't in the movie. And like, there's like, apparently Rudy summons the Calabash Duppy spirit and commands the Duppy to kill Grosjean, Tijan, and Tony, who was sent to kill Gros. So I think Tony might not have been the best person. I was like, oh, not as raggedy, but if he's like, I don't know. I think it was going. I felt like it was. Because in the end, didn't he? He was on buff, like he had started taking it. Yeah, yeah, so that she could have clean the water because it was like crack was like you can't. I'm taking the water away unless you do buff or something like that, and so she he decided to do it because she was what she did crack did something to Tony, and he just decided to comply, and that's how the movie ends. Like they see each other, like Tony's all strung out on buff, and like Jean's living her, like spirit. Like, I'm not- or, yeah, like, I'm not. <laughs> I went back to my mammy. I'm not going. Uh, Couldn't be me. Back. Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all out here not. on buff. Uh, I'm with my I'm with my mammy at her house. Y'all be easy. That's <laughs> there's no there's basically. No I was well. You said the book though has a lot more. Um, yeah, it see and like Rudy is not a spirit. Rudy is, I'm just glance. Excuse me, 
I'm just gl glancing over this. Rudy's just like a criminal mastermind who's like rose up over this particular area because, as you like, as you like, as we see a lot in a, in those kinds of like books, movies, and films, like there's always like some person that comes out on top is like dominating this already like exploited area, and so like Rudy, his name is Rudy Sheldon. See uh, in the book. That's how I knew there wasn't no no deity. Rudy Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> most yes. Crime boss name ever. Yeah, that's two first names. That's that's a little evil. Also, Tijan has a child. I what? knew it. It's Tony's. I don't know. Is it Tony? It might be Tony. It's, I don't know. I mean, they were moving. They, they were, were like. We're gonna live happily ever after in this factory. I don't know where he lived. It looked like it was like some kind of factory. Like, what is going on? Like it was just kind of they're just in there, and now they're just together, and then they're not together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. All of this does like it's. She rings very similar to the play Once on this Island. Have have y'all heard of that play before? Mm -hmm. It's a or it's a musical. I've heard about you it have? from you. <laughs> oh <laughs> it came to Houston like 2019, I think. And yeah, no, not last year. Last year's 2020. Unless we're still in 2020s, according to if you believe we're in a simulation. That just made me a little... Oh, my faint. God. I was just... Um, I was watching a show, and they were talking about we're really in a simulation. Mm -hmm. and like We could be inside a marble right now, and we don't even know it, inside the simulation. And then, like, the aliens are watching us. I mean, technically, we are in a marble. The Earth is round. It looks like marble. I was watching, um, what's his name? What is his name? Black. The astrophysicist? Yeah, he's a black. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about this to somebody. He said, I think comfortably it is a 50-50 chance because we can <laughs> we cannot. He, I know he said it like that. And I was like, what do you mean? Um <laughs> we cannot currently like the the simulation theory is a simulation has the power to run a simulation of a universe in itself and we mm -hmm. cannot do that currently but mm. there's nothing to say that you know the closer we get to being able to do that the more likely the uh, that we are in a simulation so as we get closer as technology gets so he's like so 50-50 <laughs> we could, we might be if we are fantastic if we aren't all right <laughs> i mean uh, i have that chrissy teigen face I'm like mm. <laughs> he's grissing i mean if we are i mean I don't know. I feel it's from what he's describing. It sounds like a simu like a simulation can create a, like it's inception, like yeah. creating a simulation within a simulation within a simulation within a simulation, like would happen. Like from what it sounds like, um, but 
I mean, if we are, I guess. I mean, if we were someone else's simulation, I mean, we, we wouldn't know. I mean, maybe it's like the moment when like robots realize that they're robots and they're like not human and they're like, oh my God, we're in the simulation, guys. We have to like get out of the simulation. <laughs> I, I like they become like sentient beings. And yeah, like, I have I have feelings. Like <laughs> we're gonna I, like I robot. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're going against their programming now. Mm. And if that's the case, then a simulation for us wouldn't that just be the social like fabric of our society, just like complying with the norms of society? Wouldn't that just be the simulation itself? Like, uh, this kind of. It doesn't have to be like a technology. I mean, that is technology, but not technology as in like an apparatus kind of thing. Like just this socially constructed thing that's in our minds. Oh, the more I say it, the more it feels real. Um. Because <laughs> 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 now, now we're just getting into philosophy, like the idea of like... If you, if you prescribe to nihilism, if there's if there's some sort of or like the is there a specific mindset that requires is empathy the the answer to realization or is um, throwing away the idea that things matter the the mm. the way that you wake up from a simulation or or become aware what is awareness. <sighs> These are questions for for Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, which he is more of like on the end on the spectrum of Afro Afro <laughs> astrophysicist. He's like on the I mean, yeah, he, he is a brother, so <laughs> he's like on the end that's kind of like like he's been he's been quoted as saying like there is no like heaven or hell, like he doesn't really believe in an in an afterlife. But the afterlife he does believe in is the fact that like energy cannot be created or destroyed. And so once we die, like our body, like the energy of our body goes into the ground and feeds the worms and feeds the birds. Like that kind of afterlife, like we our essence lives on in that sense. Um and then you have like one of my faves, Micho Michio Kaiku who's this uh, Japanese-American astrophysicist who was like, yeah, there is a God. He was like, yeah, there is. I believe it. And like, <laughs> like here's why X, Y, and Z. He's also like, there's also multi -univers multiple universes and they're really tiny and they're like in us. And like- Inside of us? Yeah, they're so small that they're like in us. They could be in us or we could be walking through them out at all we times and have our own universe living inside our bodies like little people and stuff maybe Osmosis well, my people we're <laughs> well, who's to say yeah what like you're because your cells are doing stuff what's that um what's that show oh the magic school bus yeah. yes so when they go body mm-hmm there is a someone's room. inside our little bus mm -hmm. <laughs> educational someone posted a picture of like it's like a really nice like telescopic 
or microscopic, not telescopic, microscopic photo of like the cells in our body. And it looks mm -hmm. like someone just like dumped a bunch of like confetti everywhere. Like the cell, like it's all very brightly colored and like there's just stuff everywhere. It looks like someone, someone in the comments of the picture was like, it looks like a party in there. Like it's a, it's a party in your cells. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, maybe. We're in assimilation, but it's like um, Total Recall. Oh, Ooh, I love that movie so much. They're like, he, at first he couldn't figure out if he was in assimilation or not because they did have a thing where they could create simulations. Mm -hmm. And so you could create the worlds you wanted to. Why haven't we done that? Like in real life, I feel like I think we have. It's like virtual reality stuff. I was just about to say that VR kind of VR is kind of that because there is that sort of um, like the training, not training, um, therapy for trauma with VR. Like, mm. how do you reclaim mm. memory, like lost memories? But I know that's not exactly, but it's the closest I can think of of like actual. <laughs> I was There's... like, Jamie's face. I was like, because I thought of something, there's a movie on Amazon Prime, I think it's called Black Box. And when you're talking about like trauma and like training, that's, we probably should have watched Black Box and reviewed that. Maybe that'll be something <laughs> we do in the future. Because that is an all black cast, sci-fi kind of film. Um, I do recommend it. It twisted, it did things. I mean, there were some problems in it, I feel like, um, but it was a good movie. Felicia Rashad's in it, and she's like, she's the bad guy in the in the, in the movie. <laughs> but they're using like VR simulation to reprogram someone's brain. At least that's what she says she's doing. But really, it's something much more sinister than that. Oh, I mean, because like once you go into somebody's head, you can just mess around with them. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, and just. Mm -hmm. It's good. I would I was suggested I did a, an Amazon like watch party with my friend Lauren and um their roommate Ash and we watched it together and I'm like we're like you know like you would do a watch party you're like typing to each other as the movie's playing you're like what is like what is you know what is this? <laughs> but I would recommend that um I would probably would recommend that over this this movie. Unfortunately, I I, I want to believe in this film though. Brown Girl Begins, like mm -hmm. I potential. I think that it has a lot of potential, and it seems the fact like the book is probably beloved if they made it into a film in the first place, right? Um, but I was saying I was saying before we got to the simulation, and we're trying to figure out what year we're in. Um, <laughs> the movie reminds me of, of the musical Once on This Island, and. That's a similar movie or similar thing in which, you know, in like Marcellus, you're frozen. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. You're also slightly Marcellus? freezing. For, can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> you're good now? Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Last time. Because I, I, I can like, hear you. Frozen and like I just. Y'all's okay. images keep going Last in and time out for he was me. Frozen, Okay. But we're fine. Can, like, we last time, I was just talking. Oh, okay, yeah. Good, 
I was just talking and he was just like, I oh, know. No. He's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> Uh, but Once on This Island is about this girl. Her name is Timoon. Um, and she falls in love. What is it called? It's like, oh, let me read. It's, Once on This Island is a one-act musical with books and lyrics by Lynn Ahrens and music by Stephen Flaherty based on the 1985 novel My Love, My Love, or The Peasant Girl by Rosa Guy. It's set in the French Antilles archipelago in the Caribbean Sea. It concerns a peasant girl on a tropical island who uses the power of love to bring together people of different social classes. Now, I don't know if she did all that, but because <laughs> I, I had some issues <laughs> with how it ended because I didn't like how in, in Once on this Island, Timoon dies in the end, becomes a tree. And like the man, so like you have, for instance, you have the darker skinned people who are the peasant class. And then you have the lighter mixed race people, those free people of color that you would see in the French Antilles as this kind of like upper class. All of the French people have been booted. So now the mulatto class or the free colored class is now the top dogs, right? She falls in love with a guy in a different social class She because she saves him from like a shipwreck or something. Very Little Mermaid. She saves him from a shipwreck and like falls in love with him, heals him. His people come to the... the village to find him take him back and he's like i don't want to leave without her or whatever so she goes with him and like there's all these rumors about like how she's like a witch and like seduced him and there's no way he'd fall for someone like her and blah 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 but the island gods are very much like a part of it as well and they're like kind of i guess kind of like what you were saying like a greek chorus like mm. they're the ones kind of narrating for us what's happening my mom loved it. She loved it. She was like, this is, this is great. She loves any kind of like, if I, if I were to take her to like any kind of musical that has black people in it, she's like sold. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, long as it's not sad. And it, I mean, it's sad, but it's joyful. Like there's, gosh, that sounds terrible. There's joy. It's mostly joyful. It's just think it's really messed up that she died in yeah. the end. And like, she has this kind of moment, like, um, I don't know what's the name of that movie. There's a movie that Josephine Baker was in, and she was like supposed to be an Algerian princess, and they bring her to France. Princess Tam Tam. And they bring her to France, and she's at this party, and like she's dressed really nice or whatever, and like the music starts. And it's supposed to be like how, you know, how they used to say like music, black people music were like primitive and like can't control ourselves and have to dance, et cetera, et cetera. Like how that was seen as like a, like a primitive thing so like the music overcomes her and she dances and she dances like kind of i guess considered wildly that sounds like a a, um that sounds like some pro i can't dance lobbying (laughs) 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 it's barbaric to be able to dance dance. (laughs) basically like this is my fault. Y'all was doing like just holding the hand and walking in a circle and, and calling like, that dancing, spinning around. How you gonna talk from outside the club when you can't even get it? <laughs> <laughs> just walking back and forth, like step forward, step back, hold your hand like this. 
Mm-mm. Like, and they'll walk around in a circle and that's dancing. And that's supposed to be romantic. The Macarena was innovative. <laughs> <laughs> the Cupid Shuffle is beloved. And, and cherish. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, 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 <laughs> I definitely see parallels between, you know, that... Like, it comes down to this girl, this young girl having to save the day kind of thing. They're, and they're both set in the Caribbean. Um, but T-Moon, like I said, dies. He doesn't marry her. He marries some light-skinned girl of her, of his social class, which I'm just like, because the whole time he's at the party with T-Moon and, like, dancing with her and, like, but the girl he's supposed to be married is, like, in the background. She don't really say much because she's just, like, he gonna marry me, so y'all do what you want to do, whatever. <laughs> and then he breaks it to her that he's gonna marry her, and she's like so heartbroken. She's thrown out of their house, and like she lays, she stays in front of the gate the whole time, and like lays there and dies and becomes a tree. Oh my god! I know, and I'm just like I all that, and then she just she becomes a tree. It's like. The gods took pity on her and made her a tree. Pity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of animal that can at least move around. She's just planted in front of this man's gate for like, you know, hundreds of years. And then, like, all his like descendants like go and sit under the tree and oh like, God. I'm just like, I would be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, break my limbs so I could just fall on top of the people and just crush the people. Like those, like those trees in Snow White that just like they start to smack it. Oh no, wait, that's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the tree, the tree is like oh, nobody go near the tree. Uh, I mean, revenge. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I I didn't like that she had to die at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, why do black women always gotta die? I will say that about, you know, uh, Brown Girl Begins. She she didn't die. She began. Like, she stepped into her power and began to live. So, I will give it that. But, I, I mean, other than that, I'm, I, I'm curious about reading the book hmm. more so. What about y'all? I want to do, like... Uh... Have like spark notes, mm. like read the book in like 30 minutes and get like the gist of it. <laughs> I just need a snapshot. I mean, well, it might even be that long, like maybe I can like read it in the weekend, but it feels like, like, it, I like the concept, like, I like that they're that they're bringing in like the, the voodoo, the culture, the folklore. Mm making it modern and then adding the sci-fi elements into it, the mm-hmm. vest and the, um, yeah, like making it not something that like, you know, old people talk about. It's got like young yeah. people and stuff. That's, that's good. I do not think I'm going to be able to read the book because I got too many books I gotta read already. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> but I will probably look and see if there is... Because especially with something like this, if it's that beloved, I feel like maybe someone has attempted to adapt it in other ways before. Mm. Um, or maybe there's an audio book. I'd listen... I would listen to an audio book um, or something, right? Because I, I could totally imagine, especially if, if, if it's something that's um, based off of, of some sort of, of source material, even the book, there must be something out there. Uh, because I don't know, I think this is, uh, it, it does, I, I do, I love the spirit of this movie, mm-hmm. but the body I didn't quite, <laughs> I didn't quite, quite jive with, but that's okay. That's all right. I just quickly read the last section on the book and it says, you know, where it says film adaptations. Mm-hmm. Apparently the movie is supposed to be a prequel to the book. Oh. What? So the baby she has oh. in the book would be Tony's baby, wouldn't it? How that's why the brown girl begins because it's like the prequel. She hasn't gotten a ring yet. Oh. <laughs> Marcellus. <laughs> together. It's coming together. Maybe that's, I mean, I guess we could say that maybe that's why it feels like incomplete or like things are mm-hmm. missing. Like yeah. It's like, it's like the the very beginning and like you don't really know everything you don't know what really what's going on right other than it's 2049 that's like fan fiction the, the movie yeah it was if it's, if it's a prequel and if it's not the same I'll, well i mean that's cool that's interesting that changes a little bit of my yeah, it does change the, the like you said, it may, why it feels somewhat incomplete. Cause yeah, Sharon apparently in the in that one sentence it was like Sharon Lewis was trying to get this get the film into a movie for like fifteen years, and it just she was like finally she just just made a prequel instead. She decided yeah I don't know what that was about like why they wouldn't let her make the movie or like maybe just like you know like funding and stuff it's difficult (laughs) independent film is not fun per se (laughs) i mean especially it's like i mean i feel like now it's a good time if you're like a black filmmaker trying to do black films Mm -hmm. but like you know 15 years ago they want i mean unless you're doing a slave movie. Um, mm-hmm. like, I was, I was, I was some kind of online conference, and um, the guy that did Blackish was talking about unless you're doing a slave movie or a gangster movie, mm-hmm. um, those are the only two genres that you're allowed to do as like a black mm-hmm. writer. And it's like anything else, it's like that's not going to make money. No one's going to come see that. We're we're tired of slave movies and gangster movies and sadness and sci-fi and horror. Like we're finally getting horror movies, at least mainstream horror movies that have black people in them. Because, but you know, I I think (laughs) 
they're okay with putting black people in horror movies because it's still on brand of like black pain and suffering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's not that far away from it. So, you know, I don't it's good. But it's Pro it's progress. <laughs> it's a baby step. Yeah. I mean, because we we finally got, you know, us in film, you know, not dying. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, what else can we make that we can like demand? Like that's that you know. I mean, it's kind of like the same genres that are already out there. It just has we just need more black people in them. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stories too that are really like they're stolen black narratives without black people. Ooh, like what? The Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I I finally saw a clip from that movie one time. I was like, oh my God, how was this allowed to be made? There's so many. Was... Um and I was reading I was reading oh huh, I'm gonna plug my book I've been reading real quick. Yeah. <laughs> The African American Image in Film, Framing Blackness by Ed Guerrero. There's a whole section on the idea of neo minstrelism. Oof. The idea of white people that are in black, what could be just a black role, and leaning into the blackness in black culture to a degree of, of almost like, just why is this a narrative other than fascination with black people? You know, I remember when the, the trailer, like when the trailer for the Blues Brothers was coming out in the '90s when I was little, and I remember thinking as a child, like that looks weird. Like, why are white men playing the blues? Like, what what is that? Like, why do they look like men, men in black? Like MIB, which that's a great black sci-fi film. It that is, gets and it is a black sci-fi film <laughs> claimed. <laughs> But um, you know what I just thought about, uh, Jackie, you're talking about like 15 years ago, like, or I can't remember which one of you said it, like trying to make a film. Um, I realized that three of us went to go see Sugarcane Alley, didn't we? Yes. Together. Yeah. And Suzanne Palsy was talking about like trying to get that, mm -hmm. um, that film made and how nobody wanted to fund it. Right. And so I think, I can't remember if she just decided to do it, her, like just to do it herself. Yeah, Which, that's what she said. Like she couldn't, like she kept trying to get people to pick it up, like the mm -hmm. big studios, and they wouldn't. And it took her a while, and they wouldn't take it. So she was like, "I'm just gonna do it." Mm -hmm. And now everyone's like, oh, "It's so like it's such you know, and it, it's a beautiful film. It's mm -hmm. great, but like it, it's like they had to see it first, and then like have mm -hmm. other people co-sign it before they could like, oh, it's so wonderful." No, 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 whatever. Um, it's almost all. I remember the case. we. Yeah, it is. Do y'all remember that one guy who, like, so, like, we we went to go see the. I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> about. Oh, why so mad? Give me a headache. There was this one guy, so for the listeners, because they immediately, they all, like, because it just. I know exactly who you're talking about. Because I was like, what do you sit down? 
did he really not? I'm like, did he not? You watched that whole movie and Jim wasted your breath to do that? <laughs> so this man, this young uh, man, this young man who is who was black, uh, who may have been Nigerian, he is like very, you know, <laughs> Marcel's is <laughs> the, the, the pearls. He was like so like you enamored with Suzanne Palsy and the film. And like in his enamorment, he dissed her and didn't realize he was dissing her. Because he talked about how, you know, the French are masters of story making and that, you know, this is like no exception or whatever. But she literally just sat there and told y'all the French didn't want this movie. They didn't want it. And, she, and this is a Martinican film. Okay. It's not a French film. It's Martinican film. Yes, they speak French, but Martinique is his own, you know, has his own thing going on. And they and the French people didn't want it. And he was basically telling her in so so little words that her like her education as a filmmaker would be nothing without the French. And it's just like, did he did he re really fix his mouth to say that to her? I remember I was like, oh my gosh, we were all like this. He was disappointment really winded too like he yes was, like just sit down just stop <laughs> these long questions oh there weren't even questions they were like statements yeah like you gonna you gonna answer during a q a what what is <laughs> man, i'm sorry this film we're not gonna be able to get to see this woman i can't go on uh Facebook messenger and be like, hey, I actually had a question real quick. You answered that. <laughs> you wasted our time. Exactly. Oh my gosh. What a mess. What a mess. But you know, that always happens when I go see films at the museum of, I can't, I'm not going to say the full name because I have a contract with them coming up. Uh -huh. um, but, <laughs> but whenever I go see films there, like people, just don't know how to ask a question like they want to make these grandiose statements to yeah. prove to the director that they are somehow enlightened and understand what they just saw and clearly you don't you know like just sit like just sit down like you don't got to do all of that you don't you don't got to like come up here and just be talking just to hear yourself talk it's like I he's mean, trying to impress the audience as well like he's like trying to make people feel like I am also an educated individual. Listen to me talk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just everybody's trying to be a critic and just sit down. Just That's why you really question. need those, uh, you need those filters. You need someone who's like with the mic, but also just like, what is your question? <laughs> oh, like, oh no, you can't ask that. No, 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 no. Not you. Just Not you. <laughs> That's not like, a like I remember I went to Latin Wave and I watched Bad Lucky Goat, which is still like one of my favorite films. It was by Samir Oliveras. And the people who went to go see, I mean, their audience is mostly wealthy, older white people uh, with a few like young college age people here and there, a few people of color here and there. Um, and this one woman, so that particular film is set on um, in New Providence, which is these, this, these islands off the coast of Panama that be, are part of Colombia as a territory, mm. but they speak English there. And so it's more Caribbean 
um, in its um, culture. And so the filmmaker, you know, the film was about these kids on this island and it was really great. It was cute. We loved it. Everyone loved it. And like this one lady was like, oh, how did you understand what they were saying or something like that? She asked and it's like, and, he, and Samir was just kind of like, they're speaking English. Like, yeah, it's a different dialect, but they're speaking English. Like you stay there a week, you'll know what they're saying. You stay there a month, you'll be able to speak it back. Like it's not, you know, it's not a foreign yeah. language. It's just a different dialect, right? And I don't know, maybe that's maybe me being a little elitist by like being annoyed by that lady's question. No, but it's annoying. I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> that's an, I'm annoyed by that question as well. And I don't know. I feel like. Especially because these are supposed to be wealthy people who are traveled people. I'm assuming this. If I'm assuming this, they're supposed to be wealthy traveled people, but you dumb. How? That's because they're tourists, not travelers. Uh, in, in a lot of ways. No disrespect, but. Full disrespect. Uh, I mean this disrespectfully. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh! Full disrespect. Yeah, that's that's traveler versus tourist. Yeah, but that demographic. Peppa, get away from my door. Um, he said, yeah. Easter. <laughs> she was co-signing what you were saying. She said, yep. Oh, Pe- Pepper is co- Caucasian. I believe that. Oh, okay. Well. She don't act like a black cat. Um, you're going to you're gonna train her. Train you her. Know, I'm, I'm trying. To be- I'm trying. She, you know, I got a little. We already have an agreement when I'm in the kitchen. She does not get on the counter. Um... Because mm-hmm. the water comes on <laughs> and the flicks happen. Uh, there is no <laughs> sweet pepper. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, the dem- the demographic. <laughs> I and I as I also can I sh- shouldn't name the festival if I want to possibly work with them again. Um, mm-hmm. The demographic of the the white academic or like the, the affluent older demographic, the people who could give money to, to projects like that or to be able mm-hmm. to like help uh, run those sort of um, showings. I wish there was more nuance in their understandings or there was more time spent like like honestly be in the room fantastic i don't know if we need your opinion um don't. like i would love your in, your interpretations i would love to read those um <laughs> or i would love to like the community talks like like when they do like the little the artist brunch show up to the artist brunch that's fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe even pay for the meals. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's the same sensation hearing um, hearing questions that feel like uh, like Jackie was saying earlier. So like, uh, granted, it was coming from from a from a 
a young black king um <laughs> but the the sort of academic flexing like the mental gymnastics of i i know what you're saying um but he did it but he did it because he he insulted her right he thought he did. white people fall in that trap all the time of like of the the quote-unquote the question or the compliment that's like you misunderstand me or you 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 assume you know mo more about what this is than you do. And I, I really wish there was less, there was more room for the artists to, to do their thing. Cause I don't know. Yeah. We need blacks, more black stories. Um, and I think we just gave you guys a couple of good examples of film, black stories, films to watch. Um, read Brown Girl in the Ring. Mm. Um, and then let us know how it was. We might, we probably, one of, well, one of us is going to read it and we'll get back to you. <laughs> one of these days, one of us is going to read it and get back to you. <laughs> Marcel's is looking for that person. He likes them today. <laughs> But um, I think, um, you know, Men in Black, of course, great sci-fi. Um, you guys can think of any other black sci-fi films? There's like so many. <laughs> Put on my list. There'll be a black person in the sci-fi film. Mm. There, but there'll be a, they're like a small, oh. they won't be like the main character. Because I was like, in Total Recall, there was a black guy in there. No, can and you think of any words like? Because yeah. he was like kind of a snitch. Mm -hmm. He was like a traitor. He like he was working for the dark side. Which that kind of reminds me of now of all this conversation currently around um, Judas and the Black Messiah and like Lakeith Lakeith uh, Stanfield and Daniel Kulia and like there was this whole thing with like people saying like Lakeith paid, played that role a little too well mm -hmm. uh, and it's like damn y'all mad at him for being a good actor yeah, yeah, him alone what <laughs> y'all mad he's actually good at his job <laughs> we're just suspicious I feel like yeah. suspicious of, of people that are either doing something really mm -hmm. well or like what are they up to is it all lies is it scamming <laughs> we're just naturally suspicious I feel like um, okay so not total recall though because he, mm -hmm. he did them they, he got dead dirty uh, there is a <laughs> movie that I mean granted I liked it but I, I could see I told my parents to watch it and they were like it was alright <laughs> 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 uh, there's a movie called Don't Let Go um, it is, it's a detective, um, suffering from a personal loss, uh, receives like, you know, his, his, uh, his brother and his brother's wife and his niece, they all pass away in like an, in like a, a shooting, um, uh, like a home invasion. And he gets a call from her, his deceased niece. And he's, oh, through time, he is in the future, she's in the past. And they like are trying to save her and the family and there's like this it's a very fun film considering it's like low-key sci-fi 
I I think I've seen like it was on Netflix, wasn't it? I don't What's know. It called? It's called Don't, don't Let, Let Go. Go. Don't Let Go. It stars uh David uh David Oyelowo. Storm Reed is the is the the niece. Like I love her name is Storm. I think I've heard of that. I feel like I, I've seen the movie poster before. It was in theaters for like a little bit. Yeah. But would recommend. Would recommend. And another this is there's another one that's not it's not a sci-fi movie, but if you want like some some nice you want black people in nice lighting and just like Ooh. The Last Black Man in San Francisco is still one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched that yet. It is a love letter to Oakland in, in like San Francisco. And it, it has such a wonderful soundtrack and just it looks it's got our boy Tick from uh Lovecraft Country in it. Oh, Jonathan Majors? Okay. And he's like it's a very it's like the opposite of that character of Tick. It's a very soft mm. kind of um very, very sweet role from him. Would recommend that movie because it has I don't know it has a very it has things that I almost wish like the Black Girl Begins mm -hmm. if it looked and flowed the way that the black, last Black Man in San Francisco did I would probably be in love with the movie mm. so I would it's a would recommend that one Jackie do you have any recommendations I don't have. I don't watch. I mean, I watch sci-fi a little bit, but I like. I was just like thinking, like, I don't. It don't have. They don't have no black people in there. <laughs> like, I I watch a lot of like I've seen some a couple movies on Netflix that are kind of like the black characters, but they're not like sci-fi. Mm -hmm. There was one. Um, I think it's called His House or Our House on Netflix. Um, this man and his wife, they're refugees from like this country, I think from like Rwanda or somewhere. And they come over to the UK and they're just like, I mean, they don't have nothing. They just come over and they move into this house and then all this weird stuff starts happening in the house. and. It's not like it's like paranormal, like horror, um, and it's mainly. I mean, there are other people in the movie, but it's mainly the guy and his wife, and it kind of talks about their journey, like getting over, like all the way over, and then once they get here, they think they're having a hard time adjusting. Mm. And then weird stuff in the house like starts happening, and it's just like. It's weird. I feel like I need to watch it again because it's really weird. But that's the only thing that's sort of remotely sci-fi with black people in it. That came out last year, right? <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah, called, think, yeah, it's yeah. His House. Little. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little. Oh, it's backwards. Damn. Yeah. it's. I, I think it is His House. It is his house. Because you said uh, from from Sudan, South Sudan. Yeah, yeah. They were oh, from 
can't remember the name of the country, but they were from, they were fleeing. And so, so it's amazing to watch this in there that's, it's messed up. So I, I don't know if I really like, it's a good movie, but I don't know if I really like it. Mm. Uh, it's like, it's well acted and it's filmed well and stuff, but. It's sort of like, it kind of reminds me of like, um, we talk about like spirits and then their beliefs and, but it's like a little bit darker, like it's a little bit scarier than. Um, a little sinister. Um, I was looking at, um, when you were talking about like all the sci-fi shows that you know, that they or movies that you know, they all, none of them have black people. Mm-hmm. I in Google best sci-fi movies of all time and all of them the only black person I see in this collage of images is Zoe Zaldana in Avatar but she's not black she's blue right? yeah, yeah. She's like a- and in Guardians of the Galaxy she's green um, see this is why but- white people be saying that then I don't care if you're black, blue, purple, green. <laughs> <laughs> They're just referencing all the characters Zoe Zaldana has played. Yo. Oh my god. What was that movie? Wasn't Will Smith and his son in a sci-fi movie, but they said After it was really Earth. bad. After Earth, yeah. It was not great. <laughs> <laughs> it was because it was advertised as being a, a like it's them together, but it's really Jaden Smith's movie. Okay, Jaden. Because like, isn't Will injured and has to stay like in the ship, and Jaden has to go out, and like yep. Will like tells him what to do. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. accent is—it kind of sounds like Jaden Smith has a bit of a list. What's is like fine, like that's that's what it is. But then they went, we gotta compensate for that. Everyone talk like him, and it. <laughs> Because they did, mix, did they... they mix all of the world's accents together to sound like it. This is how people would talk in the future, and it's like, no, it feels like Jaden's talking the way he is now, <laughs> <laughs> like Cloud Atlas. <laughs> it's a little Cloud Atlas. It's very weird. Uh, it looks cool though. Like it's, it's not a bad movie. Uh, it's just kind of, it's mid, I guess. Okay. But Jaden does a good job. He doing his little, his little acting, acting stuff. Y'all, can y'all guess what's on this list of the top one, two, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The top, yeah. Sci-fi? The top, yeah, the popular, it's like the top five popular sci-fi movies. For sci-fi movies? Mm-hmm. Alien? Um, no, it's not on here. What? Prometheus is on here. Prometheus is on which is related to Alien, isn't it? Prometheus is a negative one out of ten movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 up here next to Arrival and Ex Machina, like it like it can hold its weight. They didn't put any classics on that list. I'm looking. I was, it's High Life, which that looks like Robert Pattinson. And Wait, top Interstellar. 10? Like it says, I just typed in best sci-fi movies of all time, and this is what it pulled up for me: High Life, Interstellar, Annihilation, The Martian, Edge of Tomorrow, Prometheus, Arrival, Ex Machina. 
these are all with me last like 10 years. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> your chair go back. <laughs> Blade Runner 2040, 40, whatever, 2046, Snowpiercer, Under the Skin, Looper, Midnight Special, Ad Astra. Midnight District Special. Nine. What is mid? Oh, Midnight Special. I mean, that's kind of old one. At least they put some old stuff on there because I feel like this new stuff. They think they're just a lot the of those book. are like not like Looper was pretty. Eh. That <laughs> after was pretty old. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're right. There's not like there's classic. They classics that like that made it possible to like do Interstellar and. It's like that's crazy. That's almost disrespectful. Some, some teenager, some Gen Gen Zer, uh, made this list. I typed it in classic sci-fi movies, and it's the same. It's the same eight movies I just listed. Google is. It's the Google. Google is messy. The only movies that I approve of on this list are Annihilation and Arrival. I especially love Arrival because. Time is a circle, and she don't know if she's going or coming. And I love that movie. <laughs> What's Annihilation? I've seen Arrival. I like oh. that one. There's a black person I in like Annihilation. That. Tessa true. Thompson's in it. Tessa Thompson. Uh, Annihilation. Uh, they send is... that. Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. She was in that new Thor movie. She's also in. Uh, uh... I don't remember her being in the sci-fi movie. She was also a Men in Black International. She was. She's Men in Black International. She's in um, uh, Sorry to Bother You. That's a good sci-fi movie. Yeah. That's a good sci-fi movie. Boots Riley. What's that? I think it's on I Hulu. I have that like, stuff to watch. That's a good one, Jackie. You will laugh. It's it's good. <laughs> so buck. He's got another movie coming out. Uh, Does he? He's making it with uh, that actor who was in Moonlight, but also in that movie about the, the boys in Brooklyn. Um, uh, the young Jer- man. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jerome. No, Jerome. His, it's JJ, Jerome, Jamel, Jamal. Jer- it's Jerome. one of them. It's, but you you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like a movie about. I read the description once, and it was like a fifteen tall, a fifteen foot tall black man in San Francisco. Like it's some what? like it's like some wild thing, and so they were trying to ask him about it, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, they let me do this." <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I don't know, it just sounds like it would be so much fun. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Boots Riley, he's wild. I love, like, I want him to, I want them to give him more money to make movies. That's the dream. Like, that is the dream. Because he's, his storytelling, like, it's, sorry to bother you, took a turn that I was like, what? What, <laughs> what are we doing here? I was like, are they- <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, this is this is this is a thing. This is happening. Okay. And that had a fantastic right. cast. Cause we're cause we're what we're in this like, we're in like a new film renaissance, but it's like, I don't know where. I hope people don't go. Oh, that was a great 
five years. Let's not do that again. Because <laughs> cause now we have, we have like, there's Sorry to Bother You. We have, uh, mm-hmm. it was a lot of sci-fi and horror mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got, like, all these, these Asian uh, city casts and movies. Oh. Like, you have people, I mean, and I say this name lightly because I don't want to give her too much credit. Uh, else you're gonna get a big head. Aquafina having that movie. Oh um, yeah. Where I can't the remember farewell. the name. The farewell. That's a fantastic film. Um. Uh, you act like Aquafina listened to this podcast. <laughs> I feel like Aquafina be googling her own name, so that's why I'm careful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that new... gonna title this episode Aquafina don't listen to this show I'm about to don't do Yo, it yes. no don't do it yes I am Aquafina listen come on the podcast we can talk about it don't worry about it oh my gosh uh, <laughs> just leave just leave the black scent at home I was kidding I was kidding I wasn't. don't do it <laughs> think of a think of a better name for the show he comes he like i jackie i'm always surprised by the titles of the episodes i never know what they're gonna be until they release on monday <laughs> and so i'll see it and i'm like what is it <laughs> it's always it's so much fun it's just like a surprise like every other monday I'm like what, what is this? <laughs> the, big the big reveal i love it i love it I think we should probably start trying to wrap this up. I think we're probably at, what, like the two-hour mark? We're at two hours and ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> ah, look at that. Just, just right at the nick of time. Um, so before we go, Jackie, is there anything you would like to promote um, for our listeners? Um, My last episode, not yeah, my most recent episode was I reviewed the film Loose, mm. which is, it was co-written by and co-directed by a Black guy and Julius Ona. And the main character is Black and it deals with race and class and assimilation in America, but with like a little sinister uh, twists mm. and turns in there. It's a really good film. Octavia uh, Octavia Spencer, um, Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, and Kevin Harrison Jr. is the main character. Got a solid cast. All right. <laughs> so where can they where can we listen to your podcast? I am on <laughs> I am on Spotify, uh wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh just search for Juncture Podcast. All right. And don't forget to submit your dreams to Juncture oh, Podcast no. for analysis. I submitted a dream to Jackie's podcast. It'll, it might be on the show. We'll see if y'all can figure out if it's me or not. I, I, I won't. I, I, don't, I don't mention names, so it can be okay. anonymous. It'll, so if you want to. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that episode because I'm like, how are, how are you going to interpret this? Because I don't even know. <laughs> So make sure you submit um, your dreams to to Jackie's podcast. You're also on Twitter, right? Juncture Podcast on Twitter. Yes, 
I am on Twitter. That's currently the only social media that I have for my podcast. Okay. Same with us. We're, we're like, you know, Pepper is like, really wants attention. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go. <laughs> He's like, pet, 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 and then like close the door. <laughs> this is going to get expelled. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I picked up her paws oh. and walked her away. <laughs> I apologize. So make sure you follow um, Juncture Podcast on Twitter. We'll retweet um, for you guys to follow. And we'll tag Jackie so you guys can follow her. Um, make sure you listen as well. Um, with us, gosh, I feel like we have so many things now. <laughs> we <laughs> We have a Patreon account now, so please, if you are, um, smallest tier is $5 a month, and you receive a comic made by Marcellus every month. Um, if, yeah, it's, it's just one, maybe one to two, it's like one to two, maybe yeah, depending. Well, yeah, because because we're, we're doing them now, and I'm, I'm going to, even if it's just the one, um, mm-hmm. they're going to vary in size. So one month, I'm like, oh, here's a four pound comic. But sometimes you might get something lengthier. And if we keep the more shenanigans we have on the podcast, the more. <laughs> 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 I mean, we got Jesus and black air force ones. I mean, can't wait to see it. My Jesus is black <laughs> and so are my forces. I won't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we get some where I see me merchandise. We what we probably will have merchandise soon, you guys. So um, but it will only be on Patreon. So you have to subscribe. So we have a five dollar tier, which is the comic. The ten dollar tier is you get the comic and show notes. So I've mentioned the show notes several times in the show. Um, season one show notes are already on the Patreon. So if you were wanting those, wanting to like and the show notes are kind of like a magazine of our thoughts, like a zine, but it's an online publication. Um, kind of like a slide, like a slide, like a Google slideshow kind of thing. Um, so you get that. The third tier, which is, I believe it's $20. And with that, you get the comic, you get the show notes, and you also get the video of the podcast that you can watch. So if you want to see our faces, I know we have listeners like, <laughs> We have listeners in like different parts of the world, which I was really surprised when Marcellus was telling us, telling me the demographics. So if you want to know what we look like or, you know, where we're recording from, you can subscribe to the podcast, $20 a month, and you can get the video footage of it. Get that intimate Um, interaction. (laughs) Of course. So it's Patreon, where I see me, all one word. Um, We'll post again when... Um, on probably when this episode is dropped, you'll probably have seen the link to the, to the Patreon. So make sure you 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 support um, in any way you can, even if it's just retweeting the episodes. But you know, money is really nice. True, because that means money we is- can we can as as we uh, have our our <laughs> the production grows, then we can be like, hey, so and so, would you like to come through? We got snacks. Yeah. <laughs> we got snacks. <laughs> we 
No, but you guys really, um, of course, we want we want to be able to pay our guests in the future. But we've also like with the little, with the some of the money you guys have already sent to us for support, we've been able to like have a photo shoot to do promo stuff for the for the podcast, as well as like hiring someone to do a logo, which we'll have soon. So your money is not just like going to like you know my wallet, and even if it was like podcasters should get paid for their jobs so but we're we're able to invest back into the podcast so that you guys can have more content so make sure you check out our patreon account follow us on twitter at where i see me um all one where everything's where i see me all one word um we're only on twitter and patreon and you can listen of course to the podcast wherever you've been listening uh, I want to do a shout out to uh, our our wonderful uh, outro music that we we've been rocking since the beginning um, from Playdate. Uh, why don't we talk about it? Uh, they have some they have some funky tunes available. Again, you can mm-hmm. listen on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, call up your mama, maybe she'll play it over the phone for you. Um, <laughs> you could probably there's a likelihood you go outside, you might hear it through someone's car. Um, but they're also supporters of, of sci-fi and all things, uh, strange and unusual. Um, I'm gonna try to, there's one more, there's one more thing I was gonna shout out. Oh, it's slipping from my mind. It's Oh, like... I was gonna tell you to, uh, you should plug, are you still, you're still selling your book? Do you have oh, more? I am selling my book i don't know where we are i don't know where we are in numbers right now oh and i can like reach and get there we go see don't forget look at that for those of you who can see the podcast you can order my book um charting the afterscape of leon county texas which was my it's my thesis project and my first like body of work out in the world as an artist as a working artist um it's available through Fifth Wheel Press. Um, it's, I believe it's $35 and that's not including shipping. So, um, you know, get on that. Cause the first edition of it, we had like 50 copies. They all sold out within like a week and a half. And we're on the second run, which was only, I believe about 30 copies. So, you know, I don't know. I don't have a contract to renew for the, the book indefinitely. So. I don't know, like once it's gone, maybe it's gone, you know? So if you wanted to buy it, you need to kind of get on it. Because it won't always be here. Support black art. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Support black art. Support black artists. It's really important. Stop giving your money to white people who make things about black people, but are white. So... (laughs) Which is a trend. It's a tr- It's on trend. It's a trend. Somebody pointed it out on Instagram. It's they doing. They out here painting black people and they white, and people white giving their money because, like Soul Man. Mm-hmm. We gotta watch Soul Man at some point. <laughs> I don't want to, but Mar- we got to. Let the dragons again. Marcellus, you also have a book as well. I bought your book. I don't know what I think I have it on my shelf back there. I have mine here. I can put my <laughs> I have one of the little paper 
paper copies. I have a little book. The moments preceding and ending. It's a little. It's a small little collection of like poems and uh, and photos and ramblings and whatnot. Because um, mm-hmm. I am a poet and an artist, and this is sort of like it was like a therapeutic sort of like first like. Can I make a book? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me try. <laughs> um, and no, it's it's something I'm I'm selling it on Blurb. Um, just because. I this is this is new for me to to do this in physical form versus uh, being primarily like video and and uh, other other mediums. So if you were to look up my name online, um, Marcel Cooper, I have it on my website under under books, uh, <laughs> plural because there will be more. Um, but I have that available, and my name. If I if I were to commit a crime. It would be very easy to find my information because I I am the only person with my name spelled the way it is. Um, wow! In so, the world. In the world, so you can very people can Google me very easily. Uh, but I I have that available. Um, <laughs> word of warning: there are sad poems. I didn't. I forgot to tell my mom when she bought it. <laughs> oh no! She like, She's like, "What's wrong with you?" What is wrong? Yeah, what is wrong? What is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I think I told that was too late. Uh, but no. But I appreciate all the... I've had some friends and family support the book. And I, I do appreciate that. I made my money back from getting the proofs. So that was... That's good. That was nice. I was like, oh, all right. I can, I can, uh, I can enjoy, enjoy whatever comes next. That's that's all I can think of in terms of of, uh, of plugs. Um, so I get I guess I've been Marcellus and I've been Jamie. Stay nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bad. We want to thank before we go before we close we want to thank Jackie once again for being on the episode for <laughs> being on this episode. Um, that might be titled after <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> we want to thank you for being on the episode. We hope you had a good time and hope we'll come back in the future. We usually like to have people on more than once. Oh, yeah. So I am available. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you, Jackie. And now, Marcellus, you can do the outro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, we've been messing. This is like we are three episodes into the season. We're still a little rusty. Um, <laughs> like I'm, <it's>... I'm rusted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tin man. <laughs> um, it's, it could be like a nice patina. Let's just say it's patinaed. And Pepper is over it. She Pepper's... wants to come in. Pepper always wants to come to my room. I'm allergic to cats, by the way. <laughs> Pepper just wants to. She probably knows it too. She knows. She knows. It too. I told her um, several times. <laughs> um, I have been myself. <laughs> and I'm Jamie. Uh, stay nerdy. And stay black. Bye.